Welcome to Mommy Heal Thyself. We feature guests who provide you with the tools, resources, and strategies you need to say no to a life of pain and suffering from all forms of preventable disease, toxic drugs, and unnecessary surgeries. We hope to inspire you to boldly reclaim your ability to heal and to serve the ones you love. Welcome everyone to another episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. And today I have a phenomenal guest. His name is Alan Meisner. So Alan, where are you? I see this interesting background. It's like you're in a construction. This, the, well, no, this is this is my office. Uh, I Because I can't really work from home anymore. Uh, my wife and I run a bed and breakfast in Bocas del Toro, Panama. Uh, so it's a Caribbean island off the coast of Panama. And basically, we don't get hurricanes. So all the benefits of a Caribbean island with rainforest and beaches and everything you'd love to do uh, with no hurricanes. And so uh, because I can't really work from home, I have a small office. It's it's kind of most, almost like a little terrarium in here because on the warm days, uh, this little air conditioner you see behind me really can't keep up. So it's uh, 86 degrees Fahrenheit in this room right now with the air conditioner on. Uh, but no, I live in a beautiful part of the world and my wife and I do run a bed and breakfast. So every day is a little, a little different, a little interesting, and we get to meet a lot of people. So it's a really good place to be. I am so jealous right now. Oh my goodness. And you know, a little backstory. I actually grew up in Belize, which is not far from you in Panama, but yeah. Belize was in the hurricane belt of the world. So we were, we, we looked at Belize. Yeah, hurricane. we looked at Belize. My wife said, let's, let's look at Belize. I'm like, okay, we can go look at Belize. And then it was just really, it came down to, you know, if, if we're going to live somewhere, because we were living in a Pensacola beach, which is like, it, there's a target written on that place for just about every storm uh, that comes into the Gulf. So uh, we were just, it was too stressful to own a house there. So we we're like, let's just sell all this stuff and move down to a Caribbean Island and uh, kind of follow the dream. Everybody talks about, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to move to a, a small Island and just live with the people and just enjoy myself and not have all the stress. Um, that's where I live. <laughs> and, and once again, we're, we're linked up there, Alan, because I live in Greenwood, which is just North of Pensacola. Well, North West sorry of Pensacola so I'm right there in the panhandle you know I'm still in the hurricane zone <laughs> so far, probably probably I far think. enough off that you don't have to worry so much about your house blowing away but still yes you're watching the weather channel most of the <laughs> summer absolutely <laughs> so now Alan was a successful corporate executive, but along the way at 39, he had sacrificed his health and his fitness and you ladies know what I'm talking about. And he was miserable. Despite wanting to change, he spent the next eight years losing and gaining weight and becoming less and less healthy and fit. Then he found the missing link. And with that, he transformed himself, losing 66 pounds and completing a Tough mutter with his 20-year-old daughter, a level one CrossFit coach. Now, this transformation got the attention from friends and family, and he knew that he could help others do exactly what he had done. So today, Alan is a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer, a precision nutrition level two master coach, and a Functional Aging Institute Certified Functional Aging Specialist. 
He's gone on to earn specialties in corrective exercise, fitness nutrition, behavior change, performance enhancement, and online personal training. He created 40 plus fitness community, providing online one-on-one -on -one and group nutrition and fitness coaching for people over age 40. So ladies, we have the perfect person. And he's also the host of 40 plus fitness podcast, the largest and longest running health and fitness podcast for people over 40, just like all of us here. And he is the author of the award-winning book, The Wellness Roadmap, a straightforward guide to health and fitness over 40. So Alan, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And tell me, how did you get into all of this? And what types of women do you specifically serve? Yeah. Well, I started all this back in 2014, 2015. That's when the crux of my whole journey started, not the 39. I was way past that. But when I started to figure it out, you know, I kind of that, that moment you're sitting there and you're like, okay, why is this so hard? Why am I so good in certain aspects of my life and so terrible in others? And I kind of had that epiphany, which we can talk about in a minute, but I started making that change and it was, it was like magic. Uh, it was like, once you know the formula for yourself, once you kind of know yourself well enough and you start pushing the right buttons, things just get easier. Yeah. And so I made a, a fairly drastic change to myself. Um, 66 pounds uh, on a 260 some odd pound dude. Uh, but I gained muscle, I got stronger and I was able to do the Tough Mudder, which is uh, at the time was the hardest civilian uh, obstacle course that was available, uh, 13 miles, 25 obstacles, uh, people failed it, you know, couldn't do it. And I'm like, no, I'm doing this. I'm doing this with my daughter, uh, who was extremely fit. And it was really just a function of saying, okay, I got, I got all lined up and I, and I did it, but you get done with that. And you're like, okay, what does all this mean? And what it meant was there was no one there for me. I had to learn all this on my own. I got certified, all these certifications, most of the certifications that you just talked about, yeah. I got them to coach myself mm -hmm. because like a lot of people, I was way too busy to be dealing with a trainer and a dietitian and this and that. I, I couldn't go meet people at a gym at a particular time that they were available. Mm -hmm. So I had to find a trainer and most of the trainers that I would talk to, well, they were used to training 20 year olds. So, you know, they turn around their file cabinet, they pull out their workout and say, here you go, Alan, go do this thing. And I would break because I was not 20 anymore. Um, <laughs> and so I just I, everything that was out there, I tried, I tried, I tried. That, that Those eight years of that up and down. And it was like, okay, I have to educate myself on who I am today. I have to start actually owning who I am today and not worrying about who I was in the past. Mm -hmm. I have to actually start figuring out for me today what the rules of the game are to help me lose weight, to get more fit. And then I, after I was done, I was like, you know, it's just sad that there were no podcasts for anyone over the age of 40 working on their health and fitness. There was just, there were a lot for CrossFit. There were a lot for bodybuilding. There were a lot for, you know, biohacking. But I was like, well, what if you're 40 something years old and maybe approaching menopause? I wasn't obviously, but you're different. And it's like, so how do I solve this puzzle that I can't solve like a 20 year old? And that's why I launched the podcast and the group and started training people on the side and saying, I can help people, even if it's just a couple people, handful here and there. If I can help someone figure out what I figured out for themselves, 
it's going to change lives. Mm-hmm. Now, as I got going, I actually am pretty good at what I do. Uh, but I also was realizing my corporate job was not serving me. So I got laid off from that corporate job and I went home to my wife and I said, Hey, um, I'm not going back. I'm not going to go find another job. You know, it's what everybody else would do. It's like, you're a C-suite executive. Just go get another one. Right? Like, no, I'm I'm not going back to that. I'm going to start taking care of me. I'm going to start taking care of you. I'm going to be more into my life than I was out of my life when I was trying to be all that. And so then I started training full time. And so since then, I've trained thousands of people, help them lose weight, get more fit, and just figure out what their magic is that helps them be a superhero and solve this puzzle. Hmm. So what are the typical symptoms that women are experiencing when they come to you? Well, typically, there's a, a tremendous, probably the, the most, obviously, there's they're overweight, mm-hmm. they're in pain. But the biggest one that I don't think a lot of people think about is the frustration, the anger, the shame, the resentment. And, and so there's, there's this lack of confidence that they can even do this because you've tried, you've tried so many times, so many different ways. You've tried every single diet out there. You know, you, you got on YouTube and looked up some workouts. Maybe you went down to the local YMCA and you took some classes um, and then COVID shut them down. You're like, okay, what am I going to do now that I can't go to that class? And you start putting on the weight. Most, most people put on a little bit of weight during COVID because they weren't moving enough. Mm-hmm. They lost that. And then they're stress eating because it's stressful. And mm-hmm. so you just kind of see that you end up in this whirlwind of actually not liking yourself. And you can bleep this next part out in your opinion. I, I called myself the fat bastard when I was like, <laughs> when I was first solving, they're trying to solve my problem at 39, I'm sitting on the beach. I'm like, you fat bastard. Why are you doing this here? You don't like your, no one likes you. You don't like yourself. You're living in a, you're in a toxic relationship. You're out of shape. You're, you're overweight. You're unhealthy. And it was just beat, beat, beat. You know, that internal voice was like, man, you're just a, you're just a terrible person. Well, what I want to help people understand is you're not a terrible person. You just haven't turned on the spigot of love to treat yourself right. I tell you. So now what is some of the common mistakes that these women are making when they're trying to solve the problem that you're referring to? Well, they'll see a celebrity or they'll pick up a magazine and it says, you know, lose 30 pounds by Fourth of July, you know, <laughs> and I'm saying this when we're recording this, I don't know exactly when it's going to go out, but we're what, two weeks away or a week away from Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. And so you sit there and say, lose 30 pounds by Fourth of July. And they're like, oh, I'm buying this magazine. I'm going to do exactly what they say. And then they're saying, okay, well, you got to make bone broth and you got to do this. And then, you know, you got to call your mother every other Tuesday. And then you got to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and so they start jumping through all these little hoops and they're like, oh, well, I'm doing something positive. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to solve the problem, but they haven't solved the real problem. It's the root cause. And so you can sit down and say, it's a, the way we do it in business. We call it the five whys. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why am I overweight? Well, I eat too much. Well, why do I eat too much? Because I'm hungry all the time. Why am I hungry all the time? Well, if I get to the reality of it is I'm eating foods that aren't good for me and they're not nourishing me mm-hmm. and I'm eating too fast and I'm eating too often. Mm-hmm. And I'm eating even when I'm not hungry. It's like I just, you know, I get home from work and I'm stressed out. And the first thing I want to do is open up the pantry and pull out the cookies. 
And then I'll sit on the couch for about 15, 20 minutes eating cookies. And then I'll start dinner. And yeah, I don't want to eat the stuff I'm making for my child. So, but I'm cooking it. So I'm going to be tasting it while I'm doing it. And then I'm going to sit down and eat my meal. And then as I'm cleaning the table, they didn't eat all of theirs. So I'm going to eat that. And, and you kind of see how um, we end up in a, in a, a vortex of just not taking care of ourselves. And you go through all those whys and it's not that you want to lose weight. We say that at first, everybody comes to me, I want to lose weight. I'm like, well, why? And then it's like, well, because I want to fit better in my clothes. I want to look better. So, so that's confidence and comfort and, and, and basically self-affirming things. All those things I said, the negative things we tell ourselves, we're trying to fix that. And so when we sit down and we realize that the reason we're here is to help other people and to help ourselves. And if you're a mommy, you've got those little ones, you want to be around. And you want to be a grandmommy and maybe a great grandmommy. And so as you start thinking about what that means, you know, for me, what, what was happening was my daughter was living my life. She, you know, I'd been an athlete and everything and I was, you know, in really great shape. And here she was becoming an athlete and doing the same things around the same age. I mean, obviously different because uh, we didn't have CrossFit and obstacle course races, but she was becoming an athlete like I was. It was a reminding me. And then she said to me one day, she said, daddy, I want you to come watch me do a CrossFit competition. And I'm like, well, that's, that's cool, but I don't want to be a spectator in your life. I want to be a participant. So how many people see you go to the zoo and you see the, the older lady sitting on the bench because she can't keep up with the grandkids. So the family ran off and they're going to come back by there, but she's having to sit on the bench because, you know, she can't keep up, but the kids still want to see the lions and the monkeys. And so she's sitting on a bench by herself, waiting for them to come back. She's a spectator sitting in a rocking chair, watching your grandkids play on the floor. You're a spectator. And, you know, I can't get on the floor. You can't get on the floor yet. Yet. Okay. Yet. (laughs) Okay. So it's really the problems that we're talking about and the things that are holding us back are ourselves. Hmm. And then finding the right path with, all the right elements for gentle nudges, not pushing ourselves too hard, recognizing who we are, where we are and what our limitations are and being comfortable with the pace of, I can't necessarily lose 66 pounds in eight months. Like Alan did. Mm -hmm. I might need a little bit more time. That's Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And being okay with yourself for that, you know, not being angry with yourself because of who you are. That's what we do. We've got to get past that. We've got to start serving ourselves, nurturing ourselves, and telling ourselves we are worthy of being healthy. We are worthy of being fit. We're, we want to and need to be this person for these other people in our lives and for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So many people give up their time for money, and they give up their health for money, and they give up their fitness for money, and then they don't have the things that they really need when they, when they need it. And so just taking care of yourself and I'm not going to do the cliche of when you're in an airplane, they tell you, no, (laughs) (laughs) the thing is, you know, when you're happy and healthy and fit, when you have confidence and you can, you know, show your daughter or show your son that confidence when you can do things are like, wow, mom, um, (laughs) you know, those moments. So for me, 
there's three moments in my daughter's life that will always be like burned in my soul. Okay. The first one was obviously when she was first born, cause I was in the room, she wrapped her fingers around my pinky. Okay. And then this last November, it was walking her across to, to the aisle, down the aisle for her to get married. And the other one is finishing the cross, the, the finish line of a tough mutter holding her hands because I didn't hold her back. She didn't have to leave me back there. Mm-hmm. I finished with her. Wow. Okay. Holding her hand. And so those are moments that become a part of me now. Mm-hmm. And I was not in those moments, a spectator. Mm-hmm. I was a participant. You know, that's such a very important point to make. And I must say that the majority of the women that I work with, that is their inspiration, just like you, for wanting to transform their lives because they want to have more of those special moments with the ones they love, whether it be with their husband or with their children or with their parents. You know, they don't want to be the spectator. They want to be able to participate fully and to serve with that power, you know, and to pursue other areas of their lives that have nothing to do with their their family. So that's very, very critical. And, you know, even one of our other guests spoke about, again, your why. Always think about what is your why. So now what is the number one tip that you would give women that would help them in this journey of transforming their fitness? Okay. Well, the first would be don't listen to any anybody in the fitness industry. Um, <laughs> Does that include you? That, that include that can include me. But I, here's what I'm going to tell you: is they, they'll tell you fitness is this this idealistic thing. So you're thinking, okay, I have to be like Serena Williams, or I have to be like this CrossFit guy, or I have to be like this bodybuilder, or I have to look like that. You know, I remember I, when I was first starting my journey, uh, you know, so this will show you how old I am. Uh, this was the Iron Man came out first Iron Man movie with Tony Stark. And he was in there and he was banging with the, uh, the metal out and his arms were just ripped. And I'm thinking to myself, he's about the same age as me. And I don't look anything like that. Mm-hmm. And that was that was that guy, the, the fat bastard in there saying, hey, dude, <laughs> you're not good enough. Okay. What you want to go for is fit for task. Hmm. Okay. And what I mean by that is I had a, I, my, my, I was met my wife and we were dating and her son had a little girl and the little girl was terrified of me because, you know, ball, big ball guy walking around. She didn't know anything, but she was terrified of me. And so I was like, okay, I want to try to build a relationship with this little girl mm-hmm. in the right way. And so what I said was, okay, so one day I'm sitting there and I noticed, okay, she loves SpongeBob. She loves SpongeBob. She probably doesn't now because she's like nine or 10 years old. But I just said, okay, well, she likes to sit on the floor. Or she likes to sit there and watch these SpongeBob. So what I did, I grabbed my laptop, walked over, found some YouTube videos of Sp- SpongeBob shows. Mm-hmm. And then I just walked over and I sat down on the floor and sat the laptop in front of me and started watching SpongeBob. Now it's a tile floor. You're sitting on the floor everything would say, okay, as a, you know, at that point, 50 something year old man, I shouldn't be just sitting on the floor, you know, that how are you going to get back up? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the get back up was the fact that she sat down next to me and we watched SpongeBob and it changed our relationship like that. Okay. 
And so as you start saying, what does fitness mean? Well, no one's going to sit there and say getting up and off the floor, down and on th off the floor is a fitness, but it is. It's your fitness. If you need to be on the floor with your grandchild, that's your fitness. Mm -hmm. If your fitness is the ability to play pickleball or tennis with your friends, that's fitness. If it's to be able to carry a bottle of water up the flight of stairs, like I have to do at Lula's, that's fitness, <laughs> you know, and then you take it that step further and it's like, okay, my, my wife, I want to be there to help her. So let's say she were to follow herself. Yeah. Okay. I want to be able to help her. I don't want that. And as I get older, even much older, I don't want to be dependent on other people. So I want to be able to open my own pickle jars. I want to be able to wipe my own butt when I'm 105. Uh, so fitness <laughs> looks different for all of us. And so there's not some standard of fitness. Fitness is fit for task based on your why. What do you need to be that person that your why needs you to be? And so just with, when you look at fitness, don't be thinking about it as, oh, I've got to do all these workouts. Think about it, that you're training to be the person you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. So as a woman, if you're not doing some resistance training, your muscles are degrading, your bones are getting more brittle, and that's going to be problematic for you when you get older, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not about supplementing with calcium. It's not about what you eat, it, but it is, I'm, but you know, eat the right things, but fitness just means you're doing some resistance training because you know, if you do resistance training, you're slowing muscle loss, sarcopenia, you're slowing bone loss, osteopenia, and you're staying younger, longer, which mm -hmm. makes you fit for tasks. So recognize you may not love all of it, but it's not a workout. It's not exercise. It's just training, you know, basketball players or baseball players or football players, they train doing things that are not the sport to be good at their sport. Hmm. And so you might have to do a few things like that, but just look at it and say, is this, is this furthering me to be the person I want to be able to, I want to be able to open my own pickle jar. Yeah. I need grip strength. So I got to do some resistance training to make sure that happens. I got to do some training for that. And that's what this really kind of comes down to. Cause I think so many people get tied into, well, fitness looks like that, Yeah, you know, and it's not. That's perfect. I had never, ever heard of that. Never thought of fitness in that light. And it makes sense because, you know, I'm not interested in being a triathlon athlete. I'm not interested in all of those things, but I am interested in, like you said, making sure that my fitness fits me and fits the life that I want for myself. And so many of our women, if we shift into that kind of paradigm, it would make so much more sense in terms of motivating us. So yeah. what concept or book or program or TED talk has been most impactful or inspirational for you? You know, it's, it's interesting because as I, as I got into my journey, they were, they were all business related. Everything I did was nonfiction. Everything I did was um, business related. Mm -hmm. And so when I first started my journey and that was part of my basic epiphany, my moment was when I realized, okay, I'm really, really good at what I do for a job. I I've done really hard things. I was in the infantry in the military. I, and I was really good. I passed the CPA exam on the first try. And so I've done really hard things mm -hmm. that only a fraction I've, I've run a 50 mile, um, race before. 
So I've done really hard things in my life. And the question I, I asked was, okay, I'm, uh, why? Why was I able to do that? And I'm not able to do this. And it came down to commitment. And that's when I realized when you start reading the business books that are success related books, they just tell you, you have to stick with it. You have to be committed. You have to do. So it was really, as I reading the business books for success, I was like, okay, these principles, even though they're giving them to me in a business context, can apply to how I look at a lot of different things. So we can set goals for ourselves that are based on the SMART, S-M-A-R-T uh, acronym, which is basically specific, measurable, action, um, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. We could set those. The relevant is the fit for task piece, and specific is what we're doing and measurable. So we can go through each of those pieces of SMART goals. I added an extra A because I think uh, it's easier to control your actions than it is to control the outcome. And too often people say, well, I want to lose 30 pounds. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, no, what are the actions you're going to do to make that happen? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to eat more whole food. I'm going to get more sleep. I'm going to walk a little bit more, mm -hmm. but you can set specific smart goals yeah. to do those things. So when you kind of tie it in, so unfortunately, yeah, at the time I was doing my change, it really, there really wasn't anything out there for me. Mm -hmm. related to health and fitness. So I had to adapt things I was learning through my certifications to what I knew worked for me in other hard places, which was a lot of the business lessons being applied to health and fitness. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Now, what is one valuable free resource that you can direct women to that would help them further in their pursuit for fitness? Okay. So, so here's the thing. Uh, there are, there's, each of us has little bits of personality in us that are mindsets. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing is with the wrong mindset, with a certain mindset, it will hold you back. Mm. So a common one for women is that they're co-pilot, which means there's kids, there's husband. And now given our generation, our parents, there's all these things pulling on us. And as a result, we're not getting anywhere. So if you're, if you find that you're a co-pilot, and that's when you got to start turning on your brain and finding solutions that work for you, find mm -hmm. ways to be more efficient, find ways that work. And because you are a co-pilot, you, you have a support organization around you just waiting to help you if you just ask. So each of these mindsets, and there's five of them, can be something that's blocking you today. But when you know what it is and you see it in yourself, you can turn it into a superpower. Okay. Because a co-pilot naturally has a support system that can ask for help. Mm -hmm. Someone whose tires can know, okay, I need a streak. I need to track myself visually to know that I'm filling out my circles every day. So I keep traction. So there's these different things. And so if you start seeing those in yourself, then you can start solving those problems and flip them to a superpower. So I have a quiz that'll help you find your primary health blocker. Okay. You go to 40 plus fitness.com forward slash quiz, mm -hmm. take you about 60 seconds. Now you're probably, as you go through this, if you start paying attention to me, you'll hear the five different ones. You'll say, well, I'm, I'm all five of them at some level. Maybe I was at least three of them as I was going through my journey. And once I toppled one domino, then I had another one in front of me. And then I recognized that. And I toppled that. Well, this quiz is something you can take. Now you can take it again in six months after you feel like you've turned that 
mindset from a blocker to a superpower, but you can go to 40 plusfitnesscom forward slash quiz and get to know what your health blocker is, which can also then be your superpower. Awesome. And ladies, don't worry about it. I will have the link in the show notes. So you will be able to access that quiz, but ha ha, I get to do the quiz before you guys. And I won't <laughs> see what my health blockers are. We refer to them as the ants, the automatic negative thoughts, you know, that negative in your ear that keeps on knocking you down and self-sabotaging. So in any right. case, what is the one question that I should have asked you that would help our women to create lives filled with power, passion, prosperity, purpose, and peace. Okay. Well, you, you sort of asked, I told you before we got on this call that I love your seven questions. Um, you've, you've really asked them all, but I, I just want to preface this with one thing, mm-hmm. whatever it takes, you have to convince yourself you're worthy. Yes. Okay. What we look at is where we go. So if you keep looking at the, the failures of the past, if you keep focused on those things, you're not going to see the future you could have. Hmm. So when it gets hard, remember your why, remember your vision, remember the commitment, remember where you want to be. And then that's going to help you get past this. It's not failure unless you quit. You're learning something and that's just as valuable as being successful most of the time, because as you start to learn about yourself and you get past that, now you're so much better and you're in a better place, but it has to start with self-love. You have to believe you're worthy and you have to let go of the past and focus on your future. I tell you, there is nothing I can say other than what you said. Thank you so very much for sharing those wise words as well as phenomenal strategies for us to use going forward. And I will see you ladies next time for another episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. If you like what we're doing here, please share, subscribe, like us, and leave a comment. Your feedback is very much appreciated.